0: Bye.
1: Members of the PHFFL, Commission Conlon here, coming at you on the Race 3 podcast. And if you took note, that's a different intro song that we got bringing you to the show tonight. And that's because that intro song was hand-selected, hand-picked by my co-host, a fan favorite of the Race 3 podcast, loyal listeners, then owner and GM of Breaking necks and cashing Pacheco's. Nate the Great himself. Nate Pierce, how we doing? Doing well. How are you? Guess um, who's back?
0: back oh. Again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Nate Daddy's back. Tell a friend. That's right. Let tell you what, that's uh that's a
2: certain kind of vibe when you're walking into a podcast uh, vibing on some Ted. You know, I figured it was Chiefs Chargers night. um I went to this game last year. Uh, you know, the feeling on the field was electric. Till The end of the game when uh, the Ch- the Chargers ended up beating the Chiefs. So we got some redemption coming this, this, uh, tonight, I guess.
1: What, a, yeah, a, a little redemption tonight. What, um, I guess we'll get into the predictions earlier. What was the final score of the game
2: last year? Was it down to the wire Did they end up pulling away, or do you recall? Um, have you wiped I that memory away? I wiped it away. I just remember that Mike Williams just wiped the floor with us, especially, uh, Sorensen, he was just burning the crap out of Sorensen, and I don't he must have had two or three touchdowns.
1: Well, I'm sure, uh, Jakob Meyer, I'm pretty sure he's the one that has Mike Williams. He probably was okay with that. Let's see if we can get you a little, little Ted here, so you can hear some Ted and feel feel the vibe here for you. Well, we're gonna get a this is why you need to pay for YouTube premium pre- people. We're gonna get a 15 second commercial here first. Please hold bad radio, as Quinn Pells would say. It's gonna be so worth
2: it though.
0: uh samsung
1: headphones oh can you hear it Nate, daddy i think you need uh this song going you need to have your little uh, mullet and the headband on is what you need yep, that's the vibe. That's <laughs> yeah that's the vibe that's the exact vibe well i tell you what here we are week one is in the books um week one every single year it happens half the owners are disappointed right now Half of them are pumped up. Half are 1-0, and half are 0-1. Nate, Daddy, I think, unfortunately, both you and I are sitting in that 0-1, 0-1 category with the showdown. So that's what I would say. It You know, it's a sour taste in your mouth already when you start 0-1. You know, you get a little level of anxiety of like, okay, I need to go out and get a W Week 2. That anxiety is tenfold if you start out the season 0-2. So all the teams out there on one you know, there's a lot of pressure on you, on you to win at that point in time. So, but with that, I think it's time to practice some tradition. I already actually kind of went out of order, so I'll just get another little prop beer here, and we'll finish it when this one goes. It's time to crack some cold ones. Oh, that was a great cracking sound. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Wet the whistle here. Right, that is good that is good i'm going with a little bit you know what time of year it is it's still september it's still Oktoberfest. i'm still rolling with a little fest beer from the big grove brewery it's hitting the, the it's a spot tonight oh okay. nate Dave, what you got got a little uh, bush n a no oh, baby baby i got old, it like old classic yeah do you um in terms of the taste of it do you think they have done a pretty good job I think it tastes almost identical. Really? So that, that's pretty impressive. And I've heard, I don't know if it's true. I haven't actually seen it. Someone was telling me, supposedly, that Guinness was coming out with an N.A. Um,
2: oh, yeah, look at maybe That would be awesome. Yeah. I keep waiting for uh, Corona. That's the one I want. I want Co-co-co- Corona to come out with us. NA. N.A.? Yeah, it looks like, um,
1: at least here on the Internet, looks like there is a Guinness Zero is what they call it out there. I want to be too bad. That would have to be my na of choice for sure. I would think, although the Guinness, I mean, the Bushlight is always always a classic. So I tell you what, it's time to get into it. I don't really think I have any housekeeping housekeeping items for the folks at home. So with that, I mean, I guess we'll just get right into the transaction corner. And in the transaction corner, oh, I think I think it highlights here, and this is where we will start. We'll start the transactions that happened. Um, Actually, you know what, you're on the cast We'll, we'll start him on September, or, I mean on Sunday Just because i got to ask you about a very particular player And I think you know who it's going to be Sinners um, like me, they go out there and they pick up Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver of the Washington Commanders now Nate the Great, you went out, you went and acquired him Was it the beginning of
2: last year or has it been two years ago now? I think it was before week one of last last year. year. Okay, so at
1: last offseason, building the season, you went out, put some traffic equity out there to go Curtis Samuel. Um, no fault of your own. The guy got hurt last year, didn't really take the field, did he? And if he did, it was very, very minimal. Um, we, we've Good all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all experienced making a deal a deal like that. And then, yes, you, you know what? You couldn't stay the sight of Curtis Samuel on your roster anymore. You cut him centers like me picks him up and then long behold he actually has himself a pretty solid week one outing uh eight catches 55 yards i mean the yards there aren't aren't the most explosive thing in in the world but eight catches 55 yards and gets himself a tutty on 11 targets 19.2 points nate you got any any words for for curtis samuel is that just flashing a pan right now he's wide receiver 13 is that just uh yeah, yeah, that ain't gonna happen again. That was just a little extra salt in the wound kind of thing, or what's the headspace and thoughts and
2: something like that. I don't know. He's number two wide receiver for Washington Commanders. I I think it's a flash in the pan. Yeah. So yeah. And I just I'm just waiting on uh D- old Dan's trying to trade him to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna trade for him. Twice. Oh,
1: <laughs> Dan, Dan's taking your love for Curtis Samuel and he's trying to wheel and deal with you,
2: huh? He's got so many just players that are kind of hurt, but not quite on it. Like, he's got them on IR, but they're marked as questionable now, so I'm just waiting. He's going right. to drop them. At
1: some point, at some point, he's going to drop them, and you're going to go and get your, your Curtis Swoop Samuel in. back. All yeah. right. That ain't a bad deal. You know what? I agree with you. He's wide receiver two on the Washington Commanders, and at some point, I don't think it's that crazy to say he's more or less going to be their wide receiver three there, because I spent, you know, I don't remember what they had, like 16th, 17th pick. They went out and got the Penn State wide receiver, Jahan Dotson. Um, I think Dotson, he hit pay dirt like twice last week or something like two, that That too. Um, I don't think he's targeted a whole lot. But long story short, I'm kind of with you. Um, excited nonetheless, I guess, to see him. I mean, he's always been a dynamic player. We'll see. Old Nate the Great, he thinks eventually Danica is going to have to cut ties with him. And then he's going to be back back on the open market. And if, uh, if Nate wants to pick him back up, he can. So then we'll we'll move on. We'll move into Monday morning. We're gonna have to
2: pause and pump pump the brakes here. You know what when, we do? So oh, go ahead. One, one other comment I'll make that make on that is you know so far he's out. Uh, he's outscoring Brees Hall. So oh, that was my number one pick I traded away. <laughs> that's like, All
0: right, well
1: that's extra. Uh, you know what that that happens. So that makes you feel the Kurt. All right, oh who finishes with more fantasy points this year? Kurt Sam or Brees Hall? Let's hear it. Record it for all the people at home.
2: All right, I'm gonna go Curtis Samuel. Wow. All
1: right, Curtis Samuel, I'll take the, uh, I'll take Priest the Beast. Come on, come, let's go. Um, and then we have to, we have to pause here. So we had a name change here, and it looks like we've maybe had a couple name changes. So we had a big blockbuster trade go down just um, what the other week where we had. Essentially, it was Devontae Adams getting shipped for Der- Derrick Henry. So, with that, you know, at first, Quinn kind of stayed steadfast on, hey, I still got a Henry on my team. Derrick Henry's the guy. He's going to be the namesake. You know what? He, he changed his mind, though, and he came out with another name. And it looked like he, uh, he must have struggled with it a little bit on where he for sure wanted to land. So, he switched it at first to Hungry Happy and aha, Harris is how he's going. Um, you know what? It looks like that lasted for all three minutes. And the uh, literary genius that is Mr. Pels, Quinn Pels, he said, nah, you know what? I got, I'm going to go with something different. And he comes back and he settles on hot, hungry. And aha, Harris is, is the name. Um, Nate on a scale. Zero to ten, what do we rate the rebranding to Ha Hungry and Ha ha Harris? And if you want it mine, how how would you what would be your
2: take? How would you do the new the new team name? I give him a one out of ten and here's why. Oh (laughs) I was trying trying to trade him for uh, for Derrick Henry like a week ago, a week before he did this trade, and he said he was holding on to him. He said, I'm holding on to my players for one more season. I'm going to ride it out. I'm not trading anybody. And I offered him, it was like, I don't know, which in in retrospect is good on his part because it was DJ DJ Moore and potentially some other sweetener and three creative new names so he could rename his team.
0: (laughs) And he refused.
2: So he did not take my offer and my names (sighs) would have been way better. Wow, okay, there
1: you go, a 1 out of 10 from Nate the Great. I will say, you know, I went back and forth on how I wanted to introduce Nate the Great tonight. I landed on a fan favorite of the Loyal Podcast listeners. um, That stands true, but I also, to a degree, I was going to say, the most creative um, marketing genius of the Race 3 podcast and the PHFFL. So, I mean, if if you had three names out there, I mean, I'm sure there's people that'd probably be standing in line, will, willing to willing to pay you a little a little stipend, pay you a little something to get a rebrand, get a name change. Um, a one out of ten says so says Nate. The one thing that kind of popped in my mind on the name changes altogether, he switched the hee he to a ha ha, and I get the hee he and then Henry, you know, H E ha ha Harris. It kinda I had never struck me at first like ha, that very much so seems to me like a, oh I'm laughing like a ha ha type of thing. Do you think that is what he was going for all the time on he he? And at least I never put picked it up. I don't know if anyone else ever did either.
2: Like, was that supposed to be like a he
1: he? Like you know?
2: I did not read it like that. I guess I was thinking like he man, like he he, like a man. But yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Oh, uh, so maybe that's what he was going for the whole time. We just misunderstood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So there you go. We now have hot,
1: hungry, and ha ha Harris. What do you think he's hungry for? I think he's probably hungry to try to get some W's. We'll see if that happens. You know what? It's fitting. You know what? I do have one housekeeping item. Nate, uh, the one one responsibility you have tonight, the podcasts. Um, they've ran pretty long here the last two episodes. I think we almost clocked in two hours, almost clocked in an hour and a half. Uh, we're going to try. Nate's going to try to keep Kamish Conlin on track. We're going to motor through this thing. We're going to try to keep this thing 60 minutes. Oh, man, I'd love to say sub-60. That seems to never happen. That's where we're going to try to hit the mile marker. Nate the Great. He's got his Chiefs. He's got a cheer on tonight. He's got a big, big game. So, at least that is a mile marker that will confirm. We got there because we got to get our picks in. We got to get everyone loose so they can watch a hell of a Thursday night football game. But with that, hot, hungry, and ha Harris is the first transaction that we want to bring to you guys. That process. This morning at 2.26 a.m., he goes out. Another guy that kind of popped out, a guy that's shown skill in the past, kind of similar to Curtis Samuel. I'm talking about Robbie Anderson, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. Now there with the, um, I guess I shouldn't say now there. he was with the Panthers last, but now there with Baker Mayfield, the change at quarterback. five for 102 yards. He's always kind of been a long bomb guy that did come off of eight targets. He was good for 21 points. Quinters sweeps him up off the waiver wire. Um, Nate, is this something that we think is real, legitimate? Is Robbie Anderson going to reestablish himself as maybe a wide receiver two, but potentially low-end wide receiver three? Or is this just a week one flash in the pan? We'll look back on this, and at some point he will be cut, much like you think Curtis Samuel could
2: potentially be cut. I think he has a little bit of a problem with injury, and as long as he stays healthy, he could probably be a serviceable wide receiver two. Yeah. He was act- actually going to be the guy I picked up. Uh, with my Ah. first waiver claim and that was just because i've got dj more and i would have liked a little bit of insurance on his performance Uh, yeah i think in the long run my the pick that fell to me probably will be the better longer play
1: all right and we'll keep on i uh, yeah you know what so we'll move right into zay jones i think he is right up And I will tell you what, that is where, um, since you already gave some inside scoop, you already kind of pulled behind the curtain. Zay Jones was my one and only roster claim that I had put in for this week. Um, Zay Jones was a member of the Boys of Fall. Last year, finally ended up pulling the trigger and cutting them this offseason. But I tell you what, anyone that paid attention to him with the Raiders, he had you know his career start at the Buffalo Bills. He kind of had his whole ordeal where, I don't know what was going, like maybe a battle of mental health there for a little bit where there was a whole scene where, I don't know, he ran through a window or something on an apartment balcony and uh, his career in Buffalo didn't start on the good note. You Look at him last year with, uh, with that, right, he actually played some pretty good ball training camp reports, it was always kind of one of those things like, hey, if that ball is going long out of Trevor Lawrence's hand, more often than not, it's been going to Zay Jones. You know, Trevor Lawrence, say what you will about his rookie year, he had Urban Meyer. You would hope, you know, he was supposed to be a generational talent coming out of Clemson. You would hope that then Zay Jones could be, you got to assume Christian Kirk's the guy. I don't think he's an alpha by any means. You got to assume Zay Jones then is going to be involved in that offense. Go ahead, Nate the Great. Tell me what you think you got in store here then with Zay Jones. I think you already alluded to it to being a better long term hold, but I just want your thoughts on uh, this waiver
0: wire pickup.
2: You know, he's an explosive young wide receiver. He kind of reminds me of a, maybe a, a Darnell Mooney type when you watch him play, yeah, you know, he's yeah. got a little bit of quickness to him. And, uh, so he's got some, maybe a high ceiling, but maybe not this year, but maybe next year. So, uh, somebody that I'd like to probably hold on to and see where he goes. If Kurt, you know, Christian Kirk goes down, like it could be a, you know, he could be a big, big time player on my team. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, love this
1: pickup. Um, honestly, admittedly, I mean, I, I like the Robbie Anderson pickup too. this one, like I said, um, I could have put in a I only put one in. I could have chosen any of the wide receivers that were out there. And Zay was the one I put in. Rubbed my little sleepy eyes out this morning. Pull pull up pull up the old phone. Immediately go to the powerhouse hands league. Get on the transactions. First I kinda scrolled through my roster. I'm like, God fuck. Raheem Mostert's still on my squad. That means I didn't get who I want. Who went and got him? None other than the co host and my opponent of this week. Nate the great breaking neckos and cashing Pachecos. know, let's pause there. Um, we've already talked team names a little bit. Nate Daddy, give us the inspiration around breaking neckos, cash and pacheco's How did that pop into the marketing genius's mind? You ever
2: seen Step Brothers? There, <laughs> yeah, I seen. breaking necks and cash and checks. <laughs> Want to get paid, baby? Uh, all right, I love Catalina that. Catalina wine mixer. A
1: Catalina wine mixer. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We'll keep the show on the road. Dirty Van Super Punter's had the next one. Um, going out and picking up another different tight end who is a different wrinkle to him. That being Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill um, for his career has always been a gadget S type guy. I guess they tried to make him their starting quarterback last year, but uh, for the most part in his career, he's always been a gadget guy. He continued to be a gadget guy in week one against the Atlanta Falcons, but you know what? It paid off in a pretty good way. Four carries 81 yards and a Tuddy. Nate, the great thoughts on Taysom Hill as a tight end. Is he ever actually a viable option to put in to your lineup? Um, I'll
2: let you give your thoughts first and I'll follow up. He's going to have a few weeks. I think it's going to be hard to know when those weeks are coming. And I'm sure mouth Daddy is extra sad. I'm sure Taysom Hill was waiting on his waiver wire claim. When, yeah. If it made it to him, he had him last year. He was playing quarterback at the tight end position. Yeah, happens again. Like, you've got yourself a great find but i don't know i i also wanted him as well i didn't want him as my first pick but maybe if you know if a few other people got picked but
1: yeah um being a buccaneers fan and quinn go ahead and put your ear earmuffs off muffs on i think i already went on record last year on this very show i can't stand even the sight of Taysom hill being a buccaneers fan i hate this guy i've never put a claim in for him i think he's you, you nailed your analysis. Like, yeah, he might have another game here where he gets into the end zone 15, 15 points or whatever. You're never going to be able to predict that shit. But to a degree, you could almost argue tight ends are scrape, scraping off the waiver wire. All you're looking for is a touchdown. And if you can get it through there, if you can get it through the ground in other creative ways, maybe it's not. And to your point, could line up under center and get it that way too. Maybe not the worst pickup. I just let uh, just look at him. I just, uh, just, can't, just can't stand him. Tight end three on the year for now. It'll be your boy tight. uh
2: your boy Jaboo is a little bit banged up too so that's probably hey, another thing working yeah. in his favor
1: yeah for sure that's a good call out um the next couple transactions here they're defenses and kickers we ain't got time to talk defense and kickers we're, we're you know we're trying to keep this thing at a solid clip um the next one we will we will stop we were just talking about Malk Daddy here a little bit to your point, you, you you imagined he probably had a claim in for Taysom Hill on tight end. You're probably right, because it does look like he went out, did some tight end movement. So he dropped, he dropped the big man, the defending champ, the Revenge Towers, dropped the big man, Mo Alley-Cox there, the uh, tight end of the Indianapolis Colts, to pick up Donald Parham Jr., um, of the Los Angeles Chargers playing. Actually, I think he's been ruled out for tonight's game. We'll check on that. But playing for the Chargers, nonetheless, in that tight end position, he has been ruled out. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever even registered this name was in a fastest three minutes. Last year on your squad, you had picked him up. So I don't have any inside knowledge I can give. So I'm going to lean on my co-host here. Yet again, go ahead and be my crutch. Um, you got anything you want to say about this guy other than he's got a pretty, like, Mike glennon esque long neck.
2: Yep, yep. I mean, the only thing I'd say is, Mouth Daddy has a he's got Mark Andrews on his you know, on his starting lineup, so he's got yeah, a backup never. tight end for the char- Chargers on his bench. So I'm not entirely sure what he's doing, other than maybe he knew he wasn't going to play and wanted somebody in his IR spot.
1: Yeah, that I guess that's maybe a good good like, call out. And you're right, Gerald like,
2: Everett. Like Gerald Everett's going to be a stud unless he gets hurt. So maybe he's just playing backup for. For him, but
1: yeah, for, for sure. And you know, I think there is a mindset maybe out there if like Keenan Allen's also out, out tonight. I mean, you gotta be liking this some charger weapons are out going against your Chiefs, you gotta like that. Um, Keenan's out tonight, too. Maybe there's a mindset that hey, when he's back healthy, if a Keenan's out, if a Mike Williams is out, if an ever ever gets banged up and hurt. Maybe there's opportunity for them to go more two wide receiver sets or something something like that. Um, we'll find out. I agree with you. With Mark Andrews, this is kind of a – ain't ever really going to make an impact. Ain't going to matter. Um, we'll keep going through here. Right, Rex Burkhead was picked up. He was by Hot Hungry and Ha-Ha Harris. Um, Rex Burkhead, do you have – got a lot of work. Damien Pierce was a guy, rookie, hyped up. Wasn't very efficient. 2.9 yards carry, 40 yards on the ground. Did get five catches, 30 yards. Thoughts on Rex Burkhead?
2: Uh, I think he's just the sign that maybe Damian Pierce isn't quite ready yet. I think Damian Pierce is the guy. They're probably just giving him a few more games to take over the backfield. That's probably kind of what's going on with Michael Carter and, and Brees Hall, too. I uh, agreed. So, just a rookie just needs a little bit more time to develop before they throw him in the, the starting lineup.
1: You make my life easy. You keep taking the words out of my mouth. He's a guy I could see being cut three weeks from now or two weeks from now, or hell, if doesn't get any work next week, will not surprise me either. Um,
2: plus, I think, I think Rex... Burkhead is also the guy like every week one of every year like he's always on the waiver wire everyone gets real excited he has one big week and people sprint to go pick him up and then he's done after then you realize
1: he's a 32 year old just kind of gadgety type should call him gadgety but you know i mean he's never been like a pure like hey we're gonna turn around and give this guy the ball 20 times game type thing or get 20 opportunities agree um i will pause i say we don't talk kickers but you know, young Wayku has a soft spot in my heart. Nate the Great goes ahead and picks him up.
2: He your starting kicker this week. Number one overall kicker this year.
0: Yeah. Last week.
1: Yeah, the guy's a stud. He uh, kicking in a dome, too. You got like that. Kicks in a dome in Atlanta. Oh, another cold one crack. That was a beautiful cracking sound, by the way. That came real clear through, real clear through the audio. Um, then we've got Nolan Saints. That's a dome. That's another two games. You got Tampa, where. Yeah, you may have to deal with some kind of elements and rain and that kind of stuff, but usually you're probably going to get get some good weather there. Same thing with the Panthers. I always like to try to find kickers that are going to be kicking in controlled environments as much as humanly possible. Um, that's as much breath as I'll dedicate to kickers on the Race to Three podcast. And then finally, we will end. Grimey, we got two more here, Nate. You're supposed to be keeping me, keeping me on a pace here. We got Devin Duvernay, Jakob Meyer. Show me where you shit some. Picks up Devin Duvernay. I think he pit, hate, pit, tape, pit, pay dirt, oh, geez, twice last week. So he was on the receiving end of two tutties from Lamar Jackson. Devin Duvernay there. Rashad Bateman's kind of the guy that was the rook last year, second year player that's gotten some hype. Devin
2: Duvernay. Um, I think this
1: one's actually kind of interesting. Nate, curious on your thoughts.
2: Uh, I think he's going to be another one of those hot and cold players, like four receptions. That's probably yeah, not going to continue, like at this point pace yep. he probably kind of got a little bit lucky with with and, old, and only
1: four targets on top of it so it's not like he was getting peppered
2: with targets all game. right and it seemed like uh lamar was kind of spread the ball around a little bit so i don't know i don't know i don't have a whole lot of confidence in, in durbanay yeah. but uh who knows for maybe sure maybe bateman gets hurt again yeah um
1: Agreed, and at some point, you know they'll get J.K. Dobbins back, and at some point they'll turn much more back into the traditional ground and pound game that we typically see. Another NFC South kicker got picked up, and Will Lutz there um, by the defending champ, and then we'll finish it with Country Roads, take me home. You got to love that name. Let's give that a zero, a zero to 10 scale. I mean, that's your boy. That's a 10, a straight 10. 10. Good a 10. work. He loves it. Um, picks up, I think, maybe their third, fourth round pick. I guess I've never seen his name until now. I thought it was just Tyron Davis Price, but there's an extra I in there, and it seems Tyranian, Tyrinian. How, how, how do you actually say it? Do you know? I just thought uh, it was Tyron. I think it's yeah, Tyron, I guess I all don't right. know. He
2: Ben Ben really likes this guy. He picked him up before uh, Jeff Wilson. Before I had Jeff Wilson. So all he, right, well, he must have some uh, inside knowledge about about the San Francisco backfield.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's just hoping he's a rook. Uh, he's probably hoping Jeff Wilson really doesn't have a whole lot he left in him. I mean, I know Jeff Wilson's not that old either, but he's been banged up and that kind of stuff. I think this is just a roll of a dice and hoping to get a share. In a backfield where if you ever do get a workhorse type of guy, um, could potentially be a very very valuable role. And with that, I mean that was a that's how I think that's how waiver wires transaction corner usually goes early in the year. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of people pick up that popped off week one that fade off fade off to Nate's point. We're a little bit more reactionary I think in week one than we are the rest of the year the uh, waiver wire the transactions usually get lighter and lighter and lighter as we go through the year but hell of the transaction corner with that unfortunately uh, we don't have the mailbag here and it's real shame because you know nate could have provided any kind of just amazing advice that um anyone could have asked you know whatever it would have been he would have delivered so the rest of you loyal listeners to the Race 3 podcast, you really missed an opportunity there. Um, perhaps maybe what happened was that, you know, we were down in Dallas last week, so maybe they did try to reroute everything to Dallas. By the time I got to Dallas, we were already back here in Iowa. It's tough to really know where all the mail is, but it ain't, it ain't here tonight, so we'll go by that. But what that does get us into then is the meat of tonight's show. And I got to pause before I get the meat to the night show. Nate the Great. Captured here has a beautiful, beautiful t-shirt on that is fitting for the meat of the night show. It says smoke show with a beautiful looking offset smoker. It would appear is what you got on there. It's a beautiful shirt. Um, Very fitting for the meat of the night show. But as always, the meat of the night show is brought to you by none other than the premier amateur barbecue team in central Iowa, north central Iowa, northwest Iowa. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about T&T Barbecue. Our meat is dynamite, baby. And you know what? Week two, we're still feeling good. We're still feeling the nice vibes of the season kicking back off. And we got Nate the Great's Chiefs going up against the Chargers tonight on Thursday Night Football. So, home game for the Chiefs, too. So, we got to tip our hats and give a little nod to Kansas City Barbecue. When I think of Kansas City Barbecue, I don't know about you, Nate the Great, but I think about burnt ends is where my mind always goes to um so if i'm going to make up some burnt ends here i tell you what that can be a pretty expensive venture right so if you ever do got yourself a full pack of brisket that's great take that pack of brisket make sure you slice right where the fat is and get the point prepare that brisket however you want before then get the point go ahead and cube that thing up we're pretty much just looking for one by one cubes not a whole lot more to that we're going to take that up in that one by one cubes putting a little aluminum tin and then the way I like to do it, I like to do a little combo, a mixture of things here. I want to make sure I get some more SPG on that baby, some salt, pepper, garlic. Get that all on there. Then I'm probably going to reach for something a little bit sweet, too. I'll probably grab a little brown sugar, sprinkle some brown sugar on that thing. And then I'll probably get some sauce. Probably we'll just go with the traditional Kansas City barbecue sauce. Since the cheese. Go ahead, put that all on there. Toss it around. We don't got to like, coat it in sauce, but just make sure you know it's got a nice, everything's got a nice little lather of sauce on there. Hell, throw it back on the smoker, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, kind of really whatever you're feeling. And once those things are done, those things taste as good as candy. They're a beautiful delight for sure. And I tell you what, that is what the meat of tonight's going to be, is going to be a Kansas City burnt end in the honor of Nate the Great's Chiefs, as much as that pains me to say. As always, the meat of the night show is brought to you by, no, not RGQ Barbecue, no, not All Meat Matters Barbecue. TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. Jerry's kids and the boys' ball cracked some
3: chaladas and squared off in Dallas. After five turnovers for Joe Burr left Chadalac feeling some indigestion, he turned on the Jets, tossed a pair of toddies, and finished with 26 points for the kids and duddle, doubled up Matt Stafford's 12 point Thursday night dud. Jalen Waddle shows off his yak ability and turns one of his four catches into 42 yards and waddled into the end zone for 18 points. T. Higgins and Chris Godwin both leave their games in the second quarter, but Travis Kelsey had a vintage Kelsey performance, scoring 26, setting the stage for a Monday night football showdown between Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams. Trying to win the game for the boys of fall, Javante gets the ball at the goal line. He's on the two, he's on the one, and he fumbles the game away. Jerry's kids rides off with a week one victory, sporting an oversized cowboy hat, winning 122 to 118. Next up, the defending champ, Revenge Tour, and defending paper bag award winner, Somebody Call It Actor. this matchup looked like, well, a match between the defending champ and the defending paper bag award winner. Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor picked up right where they left off, going for 32 and 28. Lamar, better getting Agent Jackson, scored for 28 and the Steelers' D gets 27. On the flip side, somebody call a doctor for Dak as he has a miserable six points on Sunday night football and leaves the game with a broken thumb. Bright spots, Christian Kirk and Everett weren't enough to eat a W, and somebody calls the doctor, loses by 100, literally 179 to 79. Chasing greatness and breaking Cash and Pacheco's or chasing a Week one W. Only 16 combined points out of the running back position for chasing greatness, but no problem, as namesake of the team, Jamar Chase, hangs 29. Jerry Judy catches a bomb for 20, and Murray ends up with 27. DJ Moore left Nate the Great, wanting more, only putting up eight points in his flex. And Russell, Mr. Unlimited Wilson, sure seemed limited on Monday night, trying to get the comeback, only putting tw- up 23 points. Alex is breaking the neckos this week, and cash in W's, winning 120-107. to 107. Sinners like me versus the Tomcats were a tale of the stars. Unfortunately for the Tomcats, the stars didn't come to play. As Aaron Rodgers couldn't get anything going, scoring six points, the new shiny Toy King Henry disappoints in his debut, scoring eight, and CD is bottled up by the Bucks. On the flip side, damn stars were shining bright. With Herbert getting 32, Diggs with 26, Mixon dropping 22, and Tyreek the Freak Hill going for 18, the Tomcats were served a wet cat, wet can of cat food and an L. Winners like me win 135 to 116. Who's going to see who's too whole this week? Shiny new toy for the newly branded Hot Hungry and Ha Ha Harris, Devontae Adams, was on full display, scoring 30 points. Kirk, you like that, Cousins, was hot too for 26. But outside that, the team was cold as ice. Show me where you shit from. DeAndre Swift rushes for 144 in a tutty. A.J. Brown, now with the Eagles, looks good in green, going for 26. And Michael Slant Boy Thomas catches two touchdowns for the first time in a long time. And for the first time this season, Jake drops his drawers, spreads his cheeks, and shows his dirty basket, winning 113-96. to Finally, the game of the week was between Dirty Van Super Punners and Country Roads. Take Mahomes, featuring a showdown of two elite quarterbacks, and they were elite this week. Josh Allen started the show on Thursday night with 40 points and set the tone for the Super Punners. Justin Jefferson, Cream Hunt, Naaman Ross, a Brown, ball his lead going for 39, 23, and 20. Pat Mahomes was not to be outshined though, and went for 49 points. And Saquon looked like Saquad's of old, going for 33. Not getting the flex position right ends up being the death sentence for Nick, leaving both Clyde the Glide and Cordero Patterson on the bench in favor of the little engine that couldn't this week on a Renfro. Allowed Ben's kicker McManus to be the man on Monday night and secure the W for Country Road, Sigma Mahomes, 154 to 149.
1: All right, we just went through the rewind, and I got you know behind the scenes, the folks at home. I think that was the first ever pre-recorded um, fastest three minutes So Nate the Great He hasn't got to hear it yet Unfortunately for him If he wants to hear it He's going to have to sit here And listen to an extra Extra long Transaction corner segment To get there Also Nate I have to ask you You're a barbecue man You know what you're doing On a smoker Around a grill Um Burn ends Your take on them Love them Hate them well, What are your thoughts On burn ends
2: Love them They're probably one of my My top barbecue foods Yeah and If I'm going I- to Kansas City I always go to Q39 And Get a, get a whole bunch of them.
0: Oh, all right. You got to like that. little mac and
2: cheese with them, Little little garlic bread, a little uh, – maybe some beans.
1: Boy, you're kind of – I mean, you had when we had some side banter here. Nate great. had some chicken wings, it sounds like, going up so we can watch a squad tonight, enjoy some chicken wings. Um, He's asking me what I was going to do for dinner tonight, and, you know, I didn't really know at that point in time after I just had that conversation with Nate the Grape. I mean, this ain't a good, great look for TNT barbecue, but I might place an order, drive my happy ass down to Smokey D's and pick up some of their burn ends. They always put a nice little garlic bread in there and mac and cheese. That sounds about like a picture-perfect meal um, for you at home, not to extend the, the meat of the night too long. But you can always take a, uh, if you don't want to spend the money on a brisket, a chuck roast, prepare it just like you do a brisket. Slice it up like you just would, cube it up just like you would burn ends. You can make poor man burn ends. You know what? She might not be the exact same, but it's a pretty damn tasty treat. With that, it is time we've got to get into our week two look ahead. Um, let me get out of transaction corner here and get on to the scoreboard. Um, Nate the Great, I'll save our matchup till the end. So who we will start with is the Jerry's kids, the person that beat me last week. Um, Going up against Somebody Call the Doctor. So we have a 126-point favorite in Jerry's Kids going up against a 70-point Somebody Call the Doctor. So our Paper Bag Award winner has a projection of 70 points. We have a 55 line here. Um, Nate the Great for the... Oh, for the speed in the show to go through this, this is what I think we are going to do. I will kick it off to you to start. This one might be pretty quick. The green marks, there's a lot of advantages on there. Is there any line item looking through there where you'd say, nah, that's not actually going to happen. This player's not going to outscore this player. Um, and would you choose somebody else? And can you see it uh, decently? I can zoom in for you here too.
2: Uh, I agree with it. I mean, the only one that Maybe has a chance as Christian Kirk outscoring Jalen Waddell.
1: Yeah, you know what? I would say you're right. Just to give a different of opinion here, I'll go ahead and say you said Gerald Everett could be a stud on this year in a game that's profiling to be a high-scoring game against the Kansas City Chiefs tonight with Keenan Allen. Now, I'll go ahead and I'll take the green check mark off of Dalton Schultz's name. I'll put it on Gerald Everett. Um, picking against the spread, 55 points is difficult, difficult, difficult. Do the Jerry Kids reign supreme here by fifty-five, or does Harv does he have some remorse here? Can he win outright? Does he cover that fifty-five point spread?
2: Uh, Harv has a lot of guys that really busted Week One, so I'm thinking some of them yeah, he will bounce back. Yeah, so he does. So look, I'm looking at Allen Robinson. He's gonna have a bounce back week, I think. Uh, Robert Woods. I think he'll have a bounce back week. Uh, I mean Dak Prescott's out, but that's uh, yeah, why. He, that's just that's That's why uh, somebody called the doctor is his name, you know. Dak Prescott gets hurt every season, so (laughs) that's going to be part of it. So he's got a pretty good serviceable backup quarterback with uh, Tannehill, so um, I think he'll cover. All right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The 55, I mean, we'd have to
1: give. They're projecting 20 points for Tannehill here. I think Tannehill has a bounce back to a degree on there. Um, definitely covers at 55. That line's probably 35. That's probably a little bit more accurate. I will give Jerry's Kids to be the outright winner and continue their winning streak to go to 2 and 0. Um, Harv, my man. I know it's a tough stretch right now. Honestly, though, Drake London looked good in week one. DJ Shark looks like he could kind of be a uh, surprising player this year too. Not to probably the degree that you want. Allen Robinson, I think he backs, but um, bounces back here for you in a big, big way. Week two. I don't think I have anything else to bring back to this for you so we can move on to the defending champs, the revenge tour going against Alex Vitsum's chasing greatness. Both these teams, this is a battle of 1-0 and teams and a tightly, tightly contested and projected game of 135 to the revenge tour being your favorite. No surprise there. Two chasing greatnesses, 127 um, Nate will stick with the check mark type theme, but if there's any other added analysis that you want to bring to this game or the thoughts of the situations these owners find themselves in, please feel free.
2: You know, if uh, Harv had all the busts, I think Malcolm had all the, uh, the booms in week one with the oh
1: whole boy. Yeah. Let's, Proven by his a
2: score. Yeah. Cooper cup is not going to get 32 points again. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is not going to get 28 points again. You know, Lamar Jackson, he, Maybe we'll get 28 again. I don't know.
1: Steelers, Teal Steelers, D27. That's the biggest
0: outlier. Yeah. Um,
2: I think Kyler Murray is not going to score Lamar Jackson. Uh, The only reason he got to 26 and a half points was just kind of garbage time in week one. Yeah. So. I don't know, Gabe Davis. I feel like he's not going to score 18 points again.
1: Yeah, so Gabe against Terry. Um, if I had to take a line and move it, this is going to be a bit of a hot take. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Cooper Cup line. And I'm going to move it over to the side of Jamar Chase. I love Jamar Chase a lot more than I love the Amish bearded Cooper Cup. Jamar Chase goes out there and he outscores him. So, I mean, hell, he almost did it last week, scoring 29. Cooper got got 32. T. Higgins, he's in concussion protocol. I, of all people, should know what T. Higgins' status is for this week because he's on my squad. I do not. But, you know, if he's out, Jamar Chase is just going to get that many more targets. Pretty pretty highlighted by last week when uh, he T. Higgins went out week two. Um, with that said, so you, we had a team to your point that boom, 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 big last week going through these matchups, who is tough. I'll let you off the hook and I'll make my pick first this time. Um, golly, Mike Evans usually struggles against the saints against Lattimore. sounds like other people are banked up there. I'll say Gabe Davis doesn't get the end zone. I'll agree with your analysis there. Jonathan Taylor torches Jacksonville, though, so that's tough. Um, look on the other end. Judy against Houston I like. Kyler Murray in a game that should profile the score some points there. Um, he'll probably do his thing on the ground. Jamar Chase, I'm saying is outscoring Cooper Cup. And Jason greatness covers the spread. Nate, Daddy, what do you think?
2: Yep, I agree. I, I wouldn't be even surprised if like Cooper Cup even gets sad a little bit against Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Like They probably don't want to risk hurting their star player on a – Defense that can't handle anything close to Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, love it, love it, I love it. Now we'll move to. And I'm going to put you in the spot. We've already heard how I say hot, hungry, and ha ha Henry or ha ha Harris. Excuse me. How how would you how would you break that how
2: that team name down? How would you deliver it to the folks at home? Uh, it's so hard to say such a garbage team name, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is not the best wish, person to ask. I, I wish you would have said hot. Hangry oh he, and he he Harris yeah hot, angry and he he Harris That's hung, a lot better wow
1: Hangry hot huh? yeah hungry and angry that would have been that should have been it Quinners um well over under what are the odds percent chance that he rebrands after hearing this
2: probably not you know yeah he'll yeah. probably just stick with it despite me
1: yeah I would think at this point he's gonna have to dig his heels in um, that's if he ever even gets this portion of the program. We'll go through here. I will be. I've been putting you on the spot, so I'm going to find a spot where the check marks should be. I should bring it to the folks on the Tomcats. Oh, this is a battle of 0 and 1 opponents. So these are both. They're both hungry. I would say they're both hungry for hungry for a win. Um, the Tomcats are projected 130 points to the 114 points of Quinn. This also has the added spice of Devontae Adams and Derrick Henry being traded. Derrick Henry going up against his former team that changed their name after him. Um, If I had to flip the dial to go one way or the other, I'll go ahead and actually I'll pull it off the Antonio Gibson line item against Detroit Lions, even though their defense projects to be garbage and I will pull it over to the Robertson and Robbie Anderson on the flex, so um, that's five point swing there. I think it'll go to Robbie Anderson. Thoughts on if there's any dials that you think ESPN's got the advantage wrong on?
2: Um, I really want to say CD Lamb is going to underperform, uh, but it's going against Adam Thielen, so it's still a pretty yeah. good matchup for CD. But you know, with the new quarterback, he's definitely not going to get to thirteen seven.
1: You know what? That's a a great, great call out. The only other one going through it again. um, Ajay Harris, it can't be that many times. He's not going to have the green check mark against um, uh, James Conner. has got it right now. Projected 70.5 to 16.3. That is a tight, tight one. Let's go ahead. Let's make our picks for this one. I'll let you off the hook. I can make my pick first. Um, 16-point spread. I will say that this is going to go to... Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back against the Chicago Bears. And because of that, and Derrick Henry is going to have to bounce back. I mean, the guy's got to bounce back, right? And pity city versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go ahead and give me the Tomcats to win this thing outright and cover that big 16 point spread.
2: Um, I'm going to get, I don't say the Tomcats are going to win too. I'm going to, he's not going to cover the spread though. It's going to be a tight one. Mm. A few underperformers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a bounce back game, but, with CeeDee Lamb yeah. uh, being suppressed a little bit with the quarterback play. Yeah, Antonio, Rush. Antonio Gibson's not going to be having another 20-point week. So there's a couple of them that uh, Michael Pittman might – he didn't practice today, so he might be out oh. or hurting a little bit. Uh, so just a few players that I see that may not do as well as projected, but still going with the Tomcats.
0: All right. I love it. I love it.
1: Let's move on to a matchup of, I'm pretty sure, two 1-0 opponents. Yes, they are. And, I mean, man, this has got to be America's game of the week, Sunday night football, Monday night football, one of these things. This is two perennial contenders going at it in week two. We're talking about Danica Kirkpatrick's sinners, like me projected to be a 135-point favorite. Well, excuse me, projected for 135, projected to be a four-point favorite. Going up against Ben Nielsen's, the always in it, always in the final four, always finding his way in the championship. The country roads take Mahomes, projected to be 131. Nate Daddy does. Your boy, Patrick Mahomes, he went for what? 48 points last week, almost 49. Holy buckets. Does he get the party started off right again on Thursday Night Football for your Chiefs and Ben Nielsen's Country Roads? Take Mahomes.
2: You know it. He's going to outplay Justin Herbert all day long.
1: Oh, wow. I
2: didn't even notice that. Good call Mm -hmm. out. Especially with no Keenan Allen out there. Oh, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes all day.
1: Holy cats, ladies and gentlemen. What a call-out and what a Thursday night. These guys, you got to imagine, are going to be glued to the screens to see how this goes. Um, I'm going to run through here and find an advantage here. First, go ahead and give me Marquise Hollywood-Brown to go ahead and beat out Debo Samuel on that line. Um, Debo, he's working, trying to get a relationship there, via the passing game anyways, with Trey Lance. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, he already has that relationship built in from his college days with Kyle Murray. He didn't get as many targets as I think even Kyle Murray went on record to say that he wants to get him this week. I think going against the Raiders, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, he catches a long one. He finds himself in the end zone, and he outscores Debo Samuel. Who's your guy? Same guy. Anybody else? Or they got it about perfect?
2: Uh, I was going to actually say the opposite about Debo Samuel. I think he's going to get a lot more running work this week. Oh, okay. With, with uh, uh, what's his name? Elijah Mitchell being hurt. Yeah. I think he's going to get a lot more rushing attempts. And so he's going to have a, himself a week.
1: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Has himself a week. So now we got to decide a five point favorite here. Oh, this... go... go ahead. Uh, yeah. You want me to, want me to take a nope, Yeah. Pick? Please do. Because I got to sit here and think.
2: All right. Go Chiefs. We're going. We're uh, country hope. <laughs> Country roads take Mahomes. Wow. There
1: you go, folks. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. What do I want to say? Um, wins outright on top of it, I assume. Not only covers, but wins it outright. Yep. Yep. Wins mm-hmm. it outright. All right. You know what? I like the stack of Saquon and Aaron Jones in the halfback spot. I like your mindset, Pat Mahomes, with Justin Herbert down, Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown, I said, he's going to outperform Debo because of that and all of that. And then he's going to have Mike uh, Darren Waller coming back in there. Uh, I will go ahead, and I will go with you. I'll project the outright upset to you. Country roads, take Mahomes, goes to 2-0, and he's celebrating victory. And old Dan, he's kicking the dirt. He's mad, sitting at 1-1 one one in week two. Now let's get into a – oh, jeez. This is our nut airs close matchup of the week. We've got 132 points projected for Jakob Meyer. Show me where you shit from. Going up against the Dirty Van Super Punters projected for 127. For those at home that don't have a calculator on hand, that is a five-point favorite only because I took the liberties of rounding up. Um, Nate the Great, what do you think of this matchup? Are there check marks in the wrong way? I mean, Clyde the Glide. He doesn't have a check mark near him. Are you going to go ahead? Are you going to go out there and be able to outperform DeAndre Swift?
2: Uh, I know DeAndre Swift's a little bit banged up yeah, too. Yeah, so ankle He injury. has a chance, but uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire, they are kind of uh, spreading the ball around a little bit at, at running back position. So yeah, it's kind of a little bit soft on both sides. I like the start from Michael Thomas. Um, I think Michael Thomas is going to outscore. Moe and
1: St. Brown. Okay. Okay. I like that. I don't, uh, I'm not mad at that one other than it's against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Carlton Davis is going to lock the slant boy down. No way that happens. We're not going to let that happen. Um, we'll got to pause there because you did talk about them distributing the backfield a little bit there in Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco, that a real thing? That's your namesake? That's your team's sake. Got in against some garbage time last week. Scored a tutty. Looked pretty good again. Looked good off the train cramp preseason. You guys gets more and more and more involved throughout throughout the season?
2: Um, I hope so. You know, there, It's not anything significant quite yet, but I think it's moving in that direction. All right, God. I hope so. Nothing would be more
1: glorious than Nate just calling his shot on Isaiah P- P- Pacheco on what, he was a sixth, seventh round pick, and you're just naming your team after him, and all of a sudden he comes out and just be a stud for your team. Woo! That would be that would be a story people would talk about. Um, if I had to move a check mark here, I'm going to move it off of Austin Eckler against Kansas City Chiefs. You probably like hearing that, and I would go ahead and I would drop it on Kareem Hunt going against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I don't think he quite does what he did last week for 23 points, but I think he gets the job done yet again this week. Um, the battle of one and zero versus a battle of zero and one here. Yaka being one and zero, Nick being zero and one. Um, man, I love Josh. I hate to say it, I don't really like how Tom Brady profiles against the Saints this week, especially with every wide receiver we have seamlessly not practicing this week. Don't love that. Um, go ahead, give me the dirty van superpowers to win this thing and take the W right out of. Show me where you shit from his mouth. Nate, what are your thoughts?
2: My thoughts, I you know, I, I completely agree. I'm going to go with the the super punters. All
1: right, the super Josh punters.
2: It's too tough.
1: Super punters, it is. Um, here we go. I'm going to bring you your theme song one more time as we enter into our matchup. Oh yeah, baby! This doesn't get your blood going for week two. And a little the boys of fall versus breaking. Neckos chasing Pacheco's cash and Pacheco's, excuse me, showdown. I don't know what will we have the boys of fall projected at 134 points to be roughly an 11 point favorite against the breaking Neckos cash Pacheco, and Pacheco's the great. My podcast fan favorite of the race of three podcast projected to be 123 points. Nate, no one likes to hear me talk about my own show. Not about my own show, but about my own team. So I'll shut my mouth. Let me hear you break down
2: this matchup and give me all the insights and what is going to
1: happen on Sunday.
2: All right. Well, looking at a quarterback matchup, I do think Russell Wilson's going to outplay Derek Carr. Uh, Nick (sighs) Chubb versus Javante Williams. Come on, Javante. I think think Nick Chubb's kind of due for a a little bit of a bounce back week. Uh, I think, you know, Hunt took a couple of different. Couple different touchdowns last week so i think it's going to be nick chubbs week he's going to outscore him uh obviously christian McCaffrey's going to have a bounce back week so he's not going to be definitely talking. going to be yep daryl henderson uh other than that oh god you're going to kill me at tight end with travis kelsey versus tyler higby let's go not good. but dj moore is it's going to be his bounce back week and it's tony poehler season so ezekiel elliott not, he's a nobody yeah. Oh wow. Shots are
1: fired left and right here. Um I tell you what, Derek Carr, he is. He's gonna do it. That's where I'm gonna put my check bark. I'm gonna take it off of Russell Wilson, even though he's gonna have a bounce back against Houston. Derek Carr going up against an atrocious Arizona Cardinals D. Oh yeah. It's gonna he's gonna go and he's gonna go in a big, big way. He's gonna be finding Vontae Adams. He's gonna be finding um, Darren Waller, he may be in fine, the little engine that could. Hunter Renfro, we'll see about that. My biggest concern is if T. Higgins does not pass concussion, um, concussion protocol, we may have a mayday at the wide receiver position here. And you picked up my guy, I was plug and play and say, Jones, don't love that. Um, if I'm not being a complete homer and wearing the boys of fall glasses completely, 134 to 123 um I'll go ahead and say it's going to be a tight 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 ball game Eighth yeah, the Great and keep it close end of the day he's going to cover there's, that
2: spread but the, the one the boys of fall baby there's one difference maker that's going to make the whole outcome uh, don't tell me young way <laughs> young way too, <laughs> for 20 points is going yeah. to be the difference maker yeah and you know you're going to get Breaking Neckos, Cash and Pacheco's, the dub in week two. Oh
1: yeah, it kills me. Should have held on to that that little uh, that little Asian sensation. That guy can you can just kick it from all across the yard. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll start um,
2: Zay Jones too. Just just to spite you. Uh,
1: don't. Don't do don't do that to me. Let's see hypothetically if uh, at this point in time. If I wake up, rub the sleepies out of my eyes on Sunday and T. Higgins has been ruled out with concussion, I don't got anywhere to go. My only option is Sammy Watkins right now. I better figure that out because I assume Chris Godwin's not going to play with his hammy issue. Oh, and unless they unsuspend Calvin Ridley out, just the goodness of their heart to get the boys a fall. just Just show me a bone here. We'll be scrapping that waiver wire trying to find someone to plug in. Uh, I would leave Sammy. Sammy would get it done. You know what? Gonna be a hell of a showdown. Both 0-1. I sure as hell don't want to be 0-2. How are you feeling about potentially being 0-2? I don't
2: like it, you know. It, no one likes to be 0-2. So.
0: No one
1: likes to be 0-2. I mean, with
2: that, that is the preview.
1: Oh, I would wish you luck, Nate the Great, but it won't be sincere, so we're not even gonna I'm just gonna save my breath on that. But we are gonna get to your Sunday night football uh, your Thursday night football game excuse me that you're gonna have all eyes on tonight it's your Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Los Angeles Chargers I am opening up odd shark here to pull up what they have here so I mean they're projecting points up the wazoo. we have a four point home favorite for the Chiefs getting 68 percent of the votes I shouldn't say votes, but 68% of the money, 68% of the bets have been going their way. And then we have an over-under of a high, 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 52.5 points, and 72% of the money has pushed that. Um, Nate, go ahead, give me your SGP, same-game parlay. What's going to happen on this? Anything else you want to give for thoughts on this? And then I'll give my two picks.
2: Um and that'll be it. We'll be out of here. I think uh, Mike Williams is going to have himself another big week, like I said before. Uh, Chiefs are going to bottle up Austin Eckler. Oof. And they're going to take the W by more than four points.
1: Okay, big old home, home, home victory. Um, you know what? I'm with you. If Now that I have the inside knowledge that Herbert came in there and just won last year, Chiefs are going to be out for some vengeance. They're going to come. They are going to cover that four-point spread. Let's move it to that over-under at 52.5. Again, 72% of the spread is on the
2: over. Nate the Great, what would you hammer here? Oh, I'll, I'll probably take the under.
1: Yeah, you know what? I uh, Very rarely do I align with my co-host, but everyone always gets so damn – Hyped and pumped up. Everyone wants to roots for points, 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 especially in a game like this where you got show down a showdown at Herbert versus uh, Mahomes. And today we got to recognize there's still defenses on the field too. I'm gonna to go ahead. I'm gonna slide my chips in and also be on the under and fade the public on this one. Whew. With that, Nate's great. I think you did a pristine job of keeping us right around the hour marker. Um, how did it feel? Your, I think your third time co-hosted on this maybe your fourth appearance though on the race 3 podcast how did it feel being in the hot seat for the majority of the show I pretty much let you just carry me on the back and let you just do everything on this show
2: you know it feels feels good to be back uh, it's always good to get with you in the, the beginning of the season before I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> from losing too bad
1: yeah that's fair
2: the position of uh, the fantasy ranking so it's it's good. while well, my hopes are still high, and I'm still paying attention. So <laughs> that's
1: good. That's good. I love love to hear it. One of the most active
2: owners and a fan
1: favorite of the Race Three podcast. Loyal, loyal listeners. Uh, Nate, thank you for carving out the time to be here. Good luck to your Chiefs. Not good luck to you on fantasy this week. Want to be sincere to say that. Um, anything else you want to sign off with for all the listeners of the Race Three podcast? Uh, that's it we'll see you next time alright cheers to you guys cheers to you Nate cheers to the league
0: As he walks into the go-